Record 18 of We by Evgeny Semyatin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Logical debris, wounds and plaster, never again. Last night, as soon as I had gone to bed, I fell momentarily to the bottom of the ocean of sleep, like an overloaded ship which has been wrecked. The heavy thicket of waxy green water enveloped me. Then slowly I floated from the bottom upward, and somewhere in the middle of that course I opened my eyes. My room! The morning was still green and motionless. A fragment of sunshine coming from the mirror on my closet door shone into my eyes. This fragment does not permit me to sleep, being thus an obstacle in the way of exactly fulfilling the rules of the tables, which prescribe so many hours of sleep. I should have opened the closet, but I felt as though I were in a spider web, and cobweb covered my eyes. I had no power to sit up. Yet I got up and opened the closet door. Suddenly, there behind that door, making her way through the mass of garments which hung there, was I, three threes, girl. I have become so accustomed of late to most improbable things that, as far as I remember, I was not even surprised. I did not even ask a question. I jumped into the closet, slammed the mirror door behind me, and breathlessly, brusquely, blindly, avidly, I clung to her. I remember clearly even now. Through the narrow crack of the door, a sharp sunray like lightning broke into the darkness and played on the floor and walls of the closet, and a little higher the cruel ray blade fell upon the naked neck of I-330, and this for some reason seemed to me so terrible that I could not bear it, and I screamed, and again I opened my eyes, my room. The morning was still green and motionless. On the door of my closet was a fragment of the sunshine. I was in bed a dream? Yet my heart was still wildly beating, quivering and twitching. There was a dull pain in the tips of my fingers and in my knees. This undoubtedly did happen. And now I am unable any more to distinguish what is dream from what is actuality. Irrational numbers grow through my solid, habitual, tridimensional life. And instead of firm, polished surfaces, there is something shaggy and rough. I waited long for the bell to ring. I was lying, thinking, untangling a very strange logical chain. In our superficial life, every formula, every equation corresponds to a curve or a solid. We have never seen any curve or solid corresponding to my square root of minus one. The horrifying part of the situation is that there exist such curves or solids. Unseen by us, they do exist. They must, inevitably. For in mathematics, as on a screen, strange sharp shadows appear before us. One must remember that mathematics, like death, never makes mistakes, never plays tricks. If we are unable to see those irrational curves or solids, it only means that they inevitably possess a whole immense world somewhere beneath the surface of our life. I jumped up without waiting for the waking bell and began to pace up and down the room. My mathematics, the only firm and immovable island of my shaken life. This, too, was torn from its anchor and was floating, whirling. Then it means that the absurd thing, the soul, is as real as my unif, as my boots, although I do not see them since they are behind the door of the closet. If boots are not a sickness, why should the soul be one? I sought, but I could not find a way out of the logical confusion. It looked to me like that strange and sad debris beyond the green wall. My logical debris, too, is filled with extraordinary, incomprehensible, 
wordless but speaking beings it occurred to me for a moment that through some strange thick glass i saw it i saw it at once infinitely large and infinitely small scorpion-like with hidden but ever perceptible sting i saw the square root of minus one perhaps it was nothing else but my soul which like the legendary scorpion of the ancients was voluntarily stinging itself with the bell the day began all i saw and felt neither died nor disappeared it merely became covered with daylight as our visible world does not die or disappear at the end of the day but merely becomes covered with the darkness of night my head was filled by a light thin haze through that haze i perceived the long glass tables and the globe-like heads busy chewing slowly silently in unison at a distance through the haze the metronome was slowly beating its tick-tock and to the accompaniment of this customary and caressing music i joined with the others in counting automatically to fifty fifty is the number of chewing movements required by the law of the state for every piece of food and automatically then keeping time i went downstairs and put my name down in the book for the outgoing numbers as everyone did but i felt i lived separately from everybody i lived by myself separated by a soft wall which absorbs noises beyond that wall there was my world here a thought occurred to me if that world is only my own why should i tell about it in these records why should i recount all these absurd dreams about closets endless corridors with great sorrow i noticed that instead of a correct and strictly mathematical poem in honor of the united state i am writing a fantastic novel oh if only it were a novel and not my actual life full of x's square roots of minus one and downfallings yet all may be for the best probably you my unknown readers are children still as compared with us we are brought up by the united states consequently we have reached the highest summits attainable by man and you being children may swallow without crying all the bitter things i am to give you only if they be coated with the syrup of adventures the same evening are you familiar with the following sensation you are in an arrow and you dash upward along a blue spiral line the window is open and the wind rushes past your face whistling there is no earth the earth is forgotten the earth is as far from you as venus saturn or jupiter that is how i live now a hurricane wind beats into my face i forget the earth forget rosy dear o nine zero yet the earth does exist and sooner or later i must plane down to that earth only i close my eyes to avoid seeing the date at which there is the name o nine zero written on my tables this evening the distant earth reminded me of itself in order to fulfil the recommendation of the doctor i desire sincerely most sincerely i desire to be cured i wandered for two hours and eight minutes over the straight lines of the deserted avenues everybody was in the auditoriums in accordance with the table only i cut off from the rest i was alone strictly speaking it was a very unnatural situation imagine a finger cut off from the hole from the hand a separate human finger somewhat hunched running over the glass sidewalk i was such a finger what seemed most strange and unnatural was that the finger had no desire to be with its hand with its fellows i want either to be alone or with her to transfuse my whole being into hers through a contact with her shoulder or through our interwoven fingers i came home as the sun was setting the pink dust of evening was covering the glass of the walls the golden peak of the accumulating tower the voices and smiles of the numbers 
is it not strange the passing rays of the evening sun fall to the earth at the same angle as the awakening rays of the morning yet they make everything seem so different the pink tinge is different at sunset it is so quiet somewhat melancholy at sunrise it is resounding boisterous in the hall downstairs when i entered i saw you the controller she took a letter from the heaps of envelopes covered with pink dust and handed it to me i repeat she is a very respectable woman and i am sure she has only the very best feelings towards me yet every time i see those cheeks hanging down which look like the gills of a fish i holding out her dry hand with the letter you sighed but that sigh only very slightly moved in me the curtains which separate me from the rest of the world i was completely projected upon the envelope which trembled in my hand i had no doubt but that it was a letter from i three three zero at that moment i heard another sigh such a deliberate one underscored with two lines that i raised my eyes from the envelope and saw a tender cloudy smile coming from beneath the gills through the bashful jealousies of lowered eyes and then you poor poor dear i sigh underscored with three lines and i glance at the letter an imperceptible glance what was in the letter she naturally knew ex officio no really why no no dear i know better than you for a long time i have watched you and i see that you need someone with years of experience of life to accompany you i felt all pasted around her smile it was like a plaster upon the wounds which were to be inflicted upon me by the letter i held in my hand finally through the bashful jealousies of her eyes she said in a very low voice i shall think about it dear i shall think it over and be sure that if i feel myself strong enough great well-doer is it possible that my lot is is it possible that she means to say that she my eyes were dimmed and filled with thousands of sinusoids the letter was trembling i went near the light to the wall there the light of the sun was going out and the sun was falling thicker and thicker the dark sad pink dust covering the floor my hands the letter i opened the envelope and found the signature as fast as i could the first wound it was not i three three zero it was o nine zero and another wound in the right-hand corner a slovenly splash a blot i cannot bear blots it matters little whether they are made by ink or by well it matters not by what heretofore such a blot would have had only a disagreeable effect disagreeable to the eyes but now why did that small gray blot seem to be like a cloud and seem to spread about me a leaden bluish darkness or was it again the soul at work here is a transcript of the letter you know or perhaps you don't i cannot write well little it matters now you know that without you there is for me not a single day a single morning a single spring for r is only well that is of no importance to you at any rate i am very grateful to him for without him alone all these days i don't know what would during these last few days and nights i have lived through ten years or perhaps twenty years my room seemed to me not square but round i walk around without end round after round always the same thing not a door to escape through i cannot live without you because i love you and i should not i cannot be with you any more because i love you because i see and i understand that you need no one now no one in the world say that other and you must realize that it's precisely because i love you i must i need another two or three days in order to paste together the fragments of myself and thus restore at least something similar to the o nine zero of old then i shall go myself and myself i shall state that i take your name from my list and this will be better for you you must feel happy now i shall never again good-bye oh never again yes that is better she is right but why then why then End of Record 18